Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates. America competes. Um, I'm going to read a text I got from a friend in a group chat last night. Quote, I just paid more for a plane ticket than I've ever paid in my life. LOL. <laughs> you ready to spend the next 10 minutes helping me understand why that is and whether my friend should change that LOL, laugh out loud, to uh, cry out loud? <laughs> Sure. Obviously, the market is worried about inflation, and it doesn't matter what the Fed or the Treasury Secretary says. Less than an hour ago, the Labor Department released new numbers showing the consumer price index, that basically follows inflation, it spiked to 4.2% compared to where we were a year ago. That is the biggest jump we have seen since 2008. I'm Jeremy Siegel. This is Politico Dispatch. And today... My name is Victoria Guida, and I'm an economics reporter at Politico. Victoria Guida. On whether we should be saying OMG about these rising prices. Inflation is when price levels generally get higher. Mm -hmm. Basically, it means your cost of living overall has gone up, that the money that you have, the dollars that you have, buy you less than they did. So it's not like when price of one thing goes up, right? In order to have inflation, you have to have sort of broadly the types of things that people spend money on, prices are going up. Okay, so not just flights, but groceries, gym memberships, shampoo, all that stuff. Right, exactly. Got it. When was the last time inflation was like really bad in the U.S.? So uh, there is a period known as the Great Inflation, which was really prominent in the 1970s. You could say that our story starts with John Travolta's film, Saturday Night Fever, about the disco craze. Because it certainly seems that more and more Americans are getting more and more into the disco scene. This is when disco was getting popular. In its report today, the Labor Department said price tags on new model cars, lumber, and textile products were particularly significant in raising prices last month. But it said the increases were spread almost across the board. There are so many reasons that inflation happened at that time. Um, one was a lot of government spending. There was also demographics where basically you had a bunch of baby boomers where they were buying houses and they were furnishing their houses and they were buying all of these things. Good evening. The government reports that wholesale prices rose one and eight tenths percent in October. This is the biggest monthly rise in one year and indicates that inflation remains a serious problem. Don North has to say. You also had oil shortages. People can no longer afford to run cars that do 12 miles to the gallon. There was a little bit of inflation in the 1960s, but that was alongside economic growth, hmm. a lot of economic growth. And so when you have a little bit higher inflation and you have faster growth, that's less concerning. What's more concerning is what we had in the 70s, which was known as stagflation, which is basically where prices were going up a lot, but growth wasn't also going up a lot. One of the reasons why people are less worried now about what might happen with inflation compared to what happened in the 70s is that we've had a lot of factors that in the last few decades have been holding down inflation. Hmm. So there's globalization, right? Like we're buying a bunch of imports from countries where things are produced cheaply. Uh -huh. There's the internet, which is really brought down, you know, the cost 
of communication and all these other things. It's made a bunch of other things way more efficient and that lowers prices. And so you have those types of things where people aren't necessarily worried about having an inflationary spiral now because those types of factors are so powerful that it's hard to imagine inflation getting as out of control as it did then. So we have these things protecting us from a situation like we saw in the 1970s. But what exactly is happening right now? I mean, prices are going up, right? Like, why why is my friend having to pay more for a plane ticket than she ever paid in her life, LOL. <laughs> yeah, well, so so for plane tickets, um, you know, that's probably a function of the reopening, right? Where all of us have not been flying and now people are getting vaccinated. And so suddenly everyone wants to fly. Yeah. So you have sort of this immediate surge in demand where everybody wants the same thing at the same time. So there's that. Another thing that you're seeing a lot of are supply chain shortages. Mm. During the pandemic, we all completely changed our behavior, right? Like we stopped going to restaurants, we stopped going to concerts, we stopped going to movies. And instead, we all bought a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. The other thing that's a really big factor in all of this is there's a semiconductor shortage. And this also relates to people's change in behavior during the pandemic, where suddenly everyone was buying a lot of tech goods. And so now the semiconductors that are needed for cars because cars are computerized now, there aren't enough of them. Hmm. And so now there's there's a, a cart shortage. And so there's there's all of these sort of strange things that are happening because of the pandemic and because of the reopening, because of the partial reopening. Meanwhile, there's also labor shortages in some places, partially because people are still worried about the pandemic. You know, people are worried about working in a restaurant. People are still, you know, don't have the kind of childcare that they need, so they might not be going back to work. And so all of this is feeding into pressures for prices to go up. Is this something that could continue to get worse? Like, should we expect prices to keep rising? All of the things that we're talking about should be the kind of things that will work themselves out over a period of months. These supply chain kinks will work themselves out eventually when the economy is more reopened and production is much more back to normal and you know consumption it has more of a predictable route in terms of what people are buying all of these things should work themselves out the fear that some people have is whether this will sort of fundamentally change the way that businesses and consumers think about inflation where suddenly there's there's an expectation that wages and prices should be going up much faster. Huh. W what exactly do you mean by that? Tell me more. Sure. So um, inflation is partially psychological hmm. because when you think about prices, it's businesses that are making decisions based on what they think they can charge and still have people pay for it. And, you know, what they need to charge based on how much it costs them to to produce something and, you know, when they still need to make a profit. Uh -huh. So if there is an expectation, for example, on the part of consumers, if they just expect inflation will consistently happen more, it will become more of a mindset where prices going up seem more normal to them, mm. where businesses feel like that's something they can consistently do or something that they have to consistently do. Is that something that the White House or the Federal Reserve can 
prevent or has a means of stopping if things actually were to get to that point? So uh, basically, the way that the Fed fights inflation is by raising interest rates, which slows down economic activity. And so if this trend continues, then the Fed probably will feel the need to step in, raise interest rates and tamp it back down, which is another way that things are different from the 70s, which is that the Fed basically didn't try as hard to fight inflation because the head of the Fed at the time was pressured by Richard Nixon into not raising rates Hmm. uh, ahead of the 1972 presidential election. So, you know, that wouldn't be expected to happen again. Hmm. But as of now, this defense mechanism of raising interest rates, it isn't something the Fed's considering because this is probably something that'll work itself out rather than getting worse. Right, exactly. Um, And one of the reasons why, you know, like the administration or the Fed are not overly worried about that happening is because the trend over the last few decades has actually been that inflation is unusually low. Hmm. And so they sort of have a, a harder time seeing that that type of mindset change will really actually happen. Regardless of how big of a deal all of this is, I'm curious what you think it means for Biden politically, the Biden administration politically, because they already did inject trillions of dollars into the economy with the American Rescue Plan. They're now trying to get a multi-trillion dollar infrastructure package passed. Could this hurt them? So, yes, certainly that's something that we're hearing from from Republicans. And we'll have to see what happens with inflation. But if it if it really were to stay elevated, you could also see that, you know, impacting the Democrats in the midterms. On a practical level, I think that the inflationary concerns from the infrastructure proposals don't really necessarily make that much sense because the administration has been talking about paying for them with tax increases, which is something that wouldn't be inflationary. And also the spending would happen over the course of like a decade. So it's not the same thing as the American Rescue Plan where you have a bunch of like immediate money that you're you're putting into the economy so that people can stay afloat. So depending on how this all plays out, because I don't claim to know what a final infrastructure package would look like, the way that it's being talked about now wouldn't really be expected to have a huge impact on inflation. Victoria, Guida, thanks so much for talking with me. Thanks for having me on. Also today, the masks are off at the White House. On Thursday, the complex lifted a mandate for staff and visitors following new guidance from the CDC allowing vaccinated people to go maskless in most situations. After the announcement, President Biden and Vice President Harris approached the Rose Garden podium for an afternoon address on the news with no masks. President Biden called the new guidelines a, quote, milestone. And a federal watchdog says Housing and Urban Development Secretary Marsha Fudge violated the Hatch Act earlier this year. According to a letter obtained by Politico, the Office of Special Counsel has concluded that in a March 18th White House press briefing, Fudge violated the rule, which prohibits executive branch employees from engaging in political activities while on the job, 
when she opined on the 2022 Ohio Senate election. The day after she appeared at the White House briefing, Fudge issued a statement saying she should not have answered questions from a reporter about the race, saying, quote, I take these things seriously, and I want to assure the American people that I'm focused on meeting the needs of our country. Today's episode included music composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. The Politico Dispatch production team includes senior producer Jenny Ament and executive producer Irene Noguchi. I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening.